Updating. I gotta have like a 40 ounce. I'm ignorant. Call me a hipster. Awesome, dude. She doesn't know that. I do community service, but I'll still buy my chicken. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, you specified. <laughs> hey, what's going on? It is episode 157 of the Hey Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. Made it back to your garage. Unfortunately for anyone who has a problem with it, there may be a cricket. There may be some extra bouncing off ambient sounds and all that good stuff, but uh, it's what we have. For I right don't now. have my panels up yet. Yeah, yeah, no. I don't we have, talked yeah. about that. You didn't get. You didn't get to it. No, I'm not up to it. I've been too busy digging holes, dude. Digging holes for what? Yeah, I was talking about it this week. Actually, before we get to that, a little bit of house cleaning. It is amazing how much traction one can get when one mentions things. Okay, if you mention something like from the region, you can get traction from it. If you say like, hey, where's the best place to get pierogies? What's the best hot sauce? Uh, What's the deal with baked donuts versus fried? Shit will explode. Like, people feel very, very passionate about things. But sometimes I I would just throw something out there like... Smarties are not a good candy. What are people thinking? And it's like, next thing you know, it's like 50 DMs later. Right. Uh, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, you can weigh in on something important. I can be like, you know what, kids? I think like, like maybe scholastically speaking, we're putting a little too much pressure on from ages between seven and nine in elementary schools. Nobody gives a shit. You go, hey, dude, uh, those snowballs, baked goods, not good. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, because, and here's the real reason for that is because on the first thing you're talking about with all the scholastic and political and all that, people can't pretend to be experts on it. But we're all experts on candy. Everyone's an expert. You know what I mean? Like we've all, we all have our own personal, it's not, because a lot of times with politics, and I think everyone will agree with this, uh, my dad used to be famous for this. He would like figure out a way to work in a conversation. I probably brought this up before. I don't care about the Bears, never, you know, wasn't a huge into football ever. My dad liked the Bears, listened to sports radio, whether, you know, Dan McNeil and Yurko and Harry and whoever else. Yeah. And I could always tell when he heard a, a bit of something that he really liked because it would be regurgitated yeah. verbatim. Oh, yeah. And not, 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 not that I heard it and go, oh, I heard that on the radio, but the way he presented it to me was like, that was not the way you think. It's not your thinking pattern. You're like, I know where you got that. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And sometimes I would bust him out on it, and sometimes I wouldn't. And sometimes when he bust him out on it, he would be like, well, well, yeah, I mean, I heard them talking about it, but I agree, and so I sort of made it my own. So, I mean, plagiarism, yes, but at the same time, sometimes someone else will have an idea that you have the same idea, they just articulate it better than you, and you yeah. go, well, I'm just going to take it, say it the way you said it, because it was a lot clearer, more concise. Yeah. Actually, that's a, really, that's a really good point. I didn't really, I really didn't even think about it that way, but... It, I, it would make me laugh how mundane things were all of a sudden, and I would always be like, "This was low hanging fruit. This wasn't meant to be like this. Um, this not clickbait stuff. I was just saying something, you know." And, right. uh, and it would, it would make you know, it's like, it's like okay, like being in a band. It's like you can work for six months and craft this song and be super proud of it. In my case, more like four hours, but you can work. How the best songs are made, apparently. <laughs> you can work and uh, put a whole lot of work and heart into something. And then people would be like, yeah, not bad. But then you play Jesse's Girl, and it's lights out, everyone's nuts. It was like that with social media. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because I want to address the elephant that I keep bringing up in the room, 
which is uh, just for once and not for final. But Step Brothers is a pile of crap. It's a bad movie. Now, I know this happened on Facebook, but I don't know if I addressed it much on a podcast. No, I don't know if you did either. It's. I think you did because I remember you bitching about it, but I don't know to what extent. Well, I probably, I you probably started talking about it. I squashed it and moved on. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, whatever. I don't need how we're gonna make you're an like, argument. You're out of like, this. I agree. Screw you that. no, you. I like it. You don't like it. It's completely subjective. So you know, but, but I'm go ahead, make, go ahead, make your subjective. make your it's argument. Scientific. It's the scientific. Right. That's something I can. Go up ahead. With. I'll give you your time. Uh, this is something I've been battling. With people all over, everywhere I go now, people want to people people want to go a couple rounds with me on Step Brothers, uh, but I'm sticking to my story. And if you didn't follow any of this on Facebook, what I'm saying is that it is an awful, awful movie. And here's why it's not subjective, and here's why it's scientific fact that you can prove with chemicals and graphs um, of different kinds. I like Will Ferrell. See, a lot of people will go like, "Oh, I don't like I don't like Dumb and Dumber. I don't like Ace Ventura because you don't like Jim Carrey." I like Will Ferrell. I'm a Will Ferrell fan. I like Anchorman. I like uh, the other guys. I like I don't know. Blades of Glory. Uh, that's not so great when I go there. But I like uh, tons of his sketches and just other movies. Old school. I'm a Will Ferrell fan. So I'm not saying this is like that dude just doesn't do it for me. No, no, he does do it for me. That's a bad movie, and and it's a bad movie because there's no there's really no script. Now I know a lot of movies where there's a lot of improv, but that movie is. Like the whole thing is there's what are you basing that on? Four, are you basing it on true knowledge or are you basing that on nope. your feeling that there was no script because you feel that there's the storyline goes nowhere? Because it doesn't make any sense. It's completely preposterous. Because the jokes and stuff that they say, some of it can be script, yeah, but a lot of it it's just obvious because it's so random and weird that I don't I don't it's my personal opinion that nobody would write that down and be like, We're gonna do that again. Like what they would say is here, here's the script. Mom, Dad, and Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are going to sit down and uh, they're going to have family dinner and they're going to argue. These two are going to argue and they're going to argue about these two things and then uh, one of you is going to get up and storm out of the room. But how is that? That'll any... be your script. But that makes a five minute. But scene. how is that any different than the uh, what's the one uh, Ricky Bobby the uh, Talladega Nights? Talladega Nights. Because same that's, guys. Because that's funny. They had the, but they had the same kind of flow. But, but you but know that, those conversations more, were... Yeah, there's improv, but that had a story arc. You know what I mean? It had much more... Uh, it, there was there was a backbone to it. No protagonist, or a protagonist, an antagonist. Yeah. yeah, you didn't have an antagonist, but that movie... Well, for one, it had Sasha Baron Cohen, so that immediately made it better. But it's... Uh, that movie, I guess it's a very similar... That is a better idea. That's a, a, a better idea and plot. And then sprinkle all the improv dust. Well, of course it is. It. I mean, I, you... I, I think, and I know this is the, the you're going to immediately tear this apart and say, of course, that's the argument everybody <laughs> makes. That it's this is it's, it's the mo- it's supposed to be stupid. The idea that these two grown men who are not supposed to be mentally challenged in the way that yeah. you know how we talk about mentally challenged, they're, yeah. they're obviously morons. Yeah. But that two guys exactly alike, two exact similar situations, and are are, are we're supposed to believe that. They're like 10-year-olds or 12-year-old boys, but yeah. they're grown men, okay. but their parents have allowed them to stay in that 12-year-old state and never made them grow up, right. and their parents are f- treating them like they're 12-year-old boys, even yeah. though they're adults. The whole thing is crazy. Both I mean, parents, just were, never... both parents were enabling so that therein lies comedy. Got that. Um, I get that it's silly humor, but a lot of movies are silly humor. And here's, like, Step Brothers would have probably made a funny 15-minute like short film sketch. 
You, you, you don't got enough. You don't have enough for a full movie. Don't you ever see that when somebody goes, like there's a spin-off movie, and you go, yeah. yeah. Team Wolf 2. Uh, yeah. Well, SNL. Remember, the, who's the girl who smelled her armpits? Superstar. Yeah, I forget. Molly, Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon's her real name. Yeah. Uh, her, the name um, the there was uh, even... Uh, 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 the cheerleaders. The cheerleaders. Who's the dude that... Uh, uh, Pat. Pat. Didn't they make a Pat movie? It was awful. Exactly. What about the ladies' man? Yeah, they made uh, a movie about that, too. There's thousands of spin-off right. movies, and a lot of those... Nobody would get mad if I if I crap on them because they go, oh yeah, that's that's not strong enough. It doesn't have the subject wheels. matter for a whole sure. movie. Kingpin, which by the way got a sixty nine percent audience score and a fifty percent on the Rotten Tomato meter, sixty nine percent audience score and fifty five for Step Brothers. So similar rating. Kingpin made by a great director. It's got it's got a story arc. You're gonna find this dude. They're gonna go bowling. There's a story there, right? Step Brothers would be a funny sketch, and until the whole world admits and and means it, because I don't want fo- I don't want phony. I want them to mean it. I want them to look me right in the the retinas, as one crazy guy once said to me in my late teens. I want to look them right in the retinas, and I want people to understand that say say and look into look into your heart and say not strong enough for a whole movie. I'm willing to concede that Hooray. the idea is preposterous and and stupid. However. Um, I look at movies like you said, like Blades of Glory. Like, yeah, it, it definitely has a story, a trajectory, a beginning, an end, and a middle, and all that good stuff, and a, mm-hmm. and, and, and bad guys and good guys, and has, has all those elements. But it's just it's 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 just as dumb. I mean, I don't know. I, I, you're not you're not gonna you're never gonna get me to Anchorman say is, hey, Anchorman is loose. That's all improv, but it's hilarious. It's great. Yeah, I mean, Curb Your Enthusiasm is exactly that. So so is Sasha Baron Cohen. Every your, movie he has. But there's your characters. See, with Step Brothers, you got. Two guys, both the same. Oh, these guys are both enabled by their parents. What else you got? Like, where's the where's the? So your the your your argument is is that people are pretending to like it because they're supposed to like it. Yes, and nobody really truly likes Correct. it. <laughs> That's yes. what I say. People that, go, it's so funny when the when the eleven year olds beat them up on the way home. Why? Why is that funny? Well, because they shouldn't have walked down that block. I'm like, yeah, I know it's a line in the movie, but why is that funny? But that's like me talking about the second half of uh, Full Metal Jacket. Nobody will ever agree to it because they go, oh, no, they, they can't. People are too dug because in. Because they love the get first it. half so much yeah. that they're... But think about yeah. it. How many times have you turned on Full Metal Jacket, everybody out there, and as it turns to when they actually go to Vietnam, you either you change a channel, turn it off, or you... And then you start it over I again. You never go this. back like a month later and go, oh, you know, when I ever finished watching it and take off from there, you yeah. would start it again. It's not like Goodfellas. Like, i got to finish this one. Really, the only thing that matters is the boot camp. I mean, it's 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 awesome. Well, I think I've seen the boot camp probably 13 times. Right. I think I've seen the end once. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So no, it speaks right. for that's, itself. That's spot on. Well, Dumb and Dumber is a stupid, silly movie with silly characters. Both of them are dumb, too, by the way. 84% audience score, 67 on the tomato meter, and probably my um, the funniest movie I've ever seen. So, yeah, fight me about it. But I, I, I know we're taking too much time on it, but it's house cleaning. I just want to make sure everybody knows that they're wrong. All right. Because yeah. I feel like now they do. So, beyond that, beyond your arguing on Facebook about yeah. that, you were digging holes? Digging a hole, yeah. Um, I found out your brother also didn't realize what the fly was for until he was in his 30s. So <laughs> I, yeah, I do not and never would speak ill of the dead. But I have to say... For a new listener, what are you talking about? At some point, I have to believe that your dad may have dropped, nay, the ball, however you want to put it. So I'm just dong out the flap? What are you... No, I'm just saying, I mean, I think that's something that you shouldn't... Oh, drop the ball literally. On teaching. You meant... 
Figuratively. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So and I hate I hate to you know huh, <laughs> I don't want to be him, but I never met the man. I'm just saying it's Listen. it seems a little crazy because I I consider if he was alive I he consider would, he wouldn't listen either. I consider at least Nathan a reasonable and intelligent person. So if it was just you, I'd be like okay. But yeah. t- two? If Mark didn't get it, you'd be like, well, that's, that's... I would just say he's going out of his way to not separate. get it. yeah. Yeah, there's a reason he's not getting it on purpose. Yeah, because we never had the talk. It just seems like it's real... Like, Look, to this day, I and I think my brother's... You still, realize that lying on the top of your sock means that that's supposed to be seen at the top of your feet, right? What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Come on. No, <laughs> you're just like a red line. What line on the Like sock? a red line, or there'll always be like a different colored line where your toes are, so I know you know which way to put your sock on. What? Are you serious? <laughs> Come on. Are you, are you, you're messing around. I for real don't know what you're talking Look, I, Well, I know what the bottom is because one side will be gray or something. See how there's a stitch line across the top? Yeah. That's where your toes go. And then there's a line. Like this sock, usually you'll see a white sock. This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> are you baiting me into this? <laughs> no, dude. I know this. Now Have you ever seen a white sock with a red line? Yeah. That's supposed to, so you know your socks no, on the right that's way. that's when you make sock puppets. No, Come on. <laughs> Now you're, you're messing no, around. I'm, not, I'm really not baiting you. I, I probably I know this without just because it's uh, common sense. The yeah, stitch, is is, the stitch to me is like that's where it's stronger. That's where all the pressure is going to be. At. No, I that's mean, to show you. Nah, why would they show you? That's why the color. Figure it out. It's a shape. That's dude. why the color's different. What? The color's up. Usually, it's a white sock with a red line or a blue line, and it says. Haynes or whatever. Well, you need, dude, you need a line to know where your foot goes. You apparently you have a giant pocket in the front of your underwear. You can't. Th- you didn't even try to put coins or any, yeah, any kind of license or anything if in there. They have an arrow that was like it said like dong line or something <laughs> like that. I would know. Well, when you're t- when you're talking about the line though, I always just go, dude. There's a bunch well, of people out there right now that think you're kidding. <laughs> First of all, a sock is in the shape of a foot, so I never, not one time did I ever go like, I wonder which way my heel should go. Your heel goes in the spot that looks like a heel. But when your sock rotates, like say you're not wearing a shoe and you're walking around your socks on carpeting, and it shifts, you can feel when it's out of place. Yeah. And when it is in place, the red line is across the tops of your toes. I guess I'll meet you in the middle and I'll go, I've never had an issue. I've never wondered oh if it's on right. I've never needed the line. All right. Well, whatever. I don't need the line. You do need the line. You definitely need the line. So what were you digging? Uh, I was digging. We uh, in the in and the. Why average... would you dig when Chaz is available? Because uh, apparently I got the wrong number. Because I texted him and got nothing back. <laughs> that doesn't mean you got the wrong number. But... Oh, well, that's why I did text him. I didn't text him regardless. Digging. Uh, I got shamed, and I'll, I'll explain uh, why in a second. But basically, in the nonstop uh, journey to fix and sell my house, everyone who listens to this show is probably like, "Dude, you've got to have built a new house by right. now." No, I don't. I still got stuff to do. Uh, I really don't get nearly as much done as you think. I talk about it, and I start stuff, and then I do other things. I take my kids to Bella Booze, and it never gets done. Um, but we had a tiny bit of... Occasionally, when we get a lot of rain, there would be some seepage in the corner of the basement. Not a lot. Just enough to, like, make the color, make the brick look weird, even the cinder block. Mm. Um, enough to be like, this is not a good thing. It wasn't really a real problem, but if you ever want to sell the house, people are going to go, hey, what's going on at this corner? So... Uh, my wife got in touch with a guy that we used to go to school with, um, and apparently he does all that work. Now he's a super, super, he's an amazing fella, and I'll get into that later. But he's he's a masonry guy uh, for one for one aspect. So he came over and he basically just the guy that watched your kids or something at some point. I mean, he did some other work and he was weird about uh, billing or talking to him while he was working or. 
What? I thought he did some work in your basement before. Maybe. Maybe. This is not that guy. All right. This is a new guy, and I'll explain why later. <laughs> this, my, apparently, my wife makes tons of friends with people who are way They're all dudes. Than me. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. They're like, <laughs> all very handy dudes. They're like, oh, I remember you from high school. Wow, you look, you still look really great. Right. What do you think, Doug? So, um, I'll help your wife out. But he's a, exactly super nice guy. Super, super nice guy. He comes over and he explains. I bet he is. He explains, hey, there's a small crack in the foundation. If you look at these blocks, you can see it, and it goes down. It's not a huge issue, but if you're getting water, that's probably why. It's like, so what we need to do is dig out a little bit here, and then we'll fill that that crack in. And then you look at me and wink, which is strange. <laughs> yes. um, so I'm like, all right. Uh, well, my wife books this, arranges it, schedules it, everything. And he's like, oh, by the way, he's coming over this afternoon to come start on that. And, and you're I, like, yeah, I was going to work. And she's like, yeah, not a problem. She's gone. I got, she, right, oh. right. She's gone. I got both kids. And it's not like it's some guy I don't know at all. So I can just like hide or take the kids somewhere. Right. Now my manliness right. is, God, it's every weekend. There's every week when we record. But now like my self-esteem and whatnot is on the line because somebody I know who's my age is going to come over and fix my house right. while I'm making mac and cheese or right. something. Like right. this can't, this, this can't be a good thing for me, you know, perspective wise. So I'm like, well, get some clothes on kids. I, I make the kids get their dirty clothes on and I'm like, you're going to help. We're going to drag. So he says, we got to dig these holes. I'm thinking it's a little hole. After we start digging, he's like, no, basically, we go down, down. We're talking six and a half, seven yeah, feet. Yeah, all the way to the bottom of your foundation. I didn't realize right? it was that low. We're talking six and a half, seven feet, something like that. So I just go, hey, sorry, my kids are kind of in the way, but they're helping. So I give Dax a shovel. and he, Like you tell them they're helping or he, or they are helping? Or you well, just say, like, like it or not, my kids are going to be in the way? Yeah, I'm just like, they're in the way. I'm going to, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to give them a little grit. I'm like, look, instead of watching cartoons, you're going to be out here just messing with the dirt. And, and you know, my daughter is more, she's literally putting dirt back in the hole that I'm digging right. so we dig these huge holes we get them halfway done he gets a lot of his done the next day I come out he uh, it's during the daytime this is a long story it's not exciting but the point is I, I get, chose to tell it yeah well I get out there <laughs> there's sort of a point to it I get out there and my kids are both in school everyone's busy and so it's my job to just go out there and dig 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 you don't realize when you have like a lot of my dirt in my yard is like clay and hard you know how long it takes, dude, to dig like seven feet down? And this isn't just like a circle. This is against the foundation of the house, so it's a small, like like a coffin-esque mm-hmm. size. Dude, I got this little shovel. I'm taking out like what looks like four teaspoons full at a time, pulling it close to my body so the, the back of the shovel goes behind me, walking up a step and a half, and then dumping that out into the pile. Like, I have to, it's so deep now I have to kind of crawl up mm-hmm. to throw the thing out. So... I got my headphones in. I'm listening to uh, Dan Carlin and Hardcore History, the Celtic Holocaust. I'm listening to that. And then I realized after about an hour of doing this, like I'm covered in sweat and I'm dirty. And I realized like I, this is it. I've said it before on the show. Like, oh, like it's not just like self-deprecating humor. Like, oh, I'm stupid. I always make jokes like that. But it's true. I think, I think that digging a hole is maybe a better um, IQ test than an actual IQ test. Like, if you enjoy it, if you have a good time just sitting there with headphones and digging a hole, sweaty, it, everything sucks, it's hard, dirt, if you have a good time, I think that says something about your brain. You know what I mean? Like, yes. like, like most smart people that I know would not want to do that. They would be like, this is awful. This is, I'm just digging a hole. This is so, this is dummy work. Well, apparently, that's a way to weed out who is and who is not the dummy. 
So I'm saying that I fall firmly in the dummy category because I really liked it. Like, it's hard work, but I really enjoyed it. I would disagree. And the reason why is because, like, I think I told you a week before I closed on my house, again, the main plumbing line clogged up. Did I tell you the story? No. And so I have sewage coming up through the shower. No, not at all. In my old house. And this happened a couple times because I have tree roots in my front yard that grow that were yeah, growing through through the clay pipes. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm ready to close. I have an inspection, you know, happening. Oh. And I so I there's nothing you can do. I mean this is it's coming up. Like sewage is coming up. So I had to call an emergency plumber. Uh, because you have to have the right equipment. It's in the middle of the night. It was like, and I think it was a Saturday or a Sunday. They got those big, like gnarly teeth. Oh yeah, that they bore out through your. So they bring in a machine yeah. that probably weighs I don't know two hundred fifty pounds. They carried in there, they, and they, they they basically run this this pipe all the way through your drain out out, out like into like your yard. A snake. Like yeah, out into your yard yeah. and then out to the street into the sewer. Mm-hmm. And whether because you could have tree branches in there and then like. Toilet paper, whatever, stuck on those, and it ends up clogging, making the hole smaller and smaller and smaller until you shall not pass. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that call, the guy answers the phone, and I'm like, "Hey, this is a situation." And he's like, "Yeah, all right, I'm on my way." He goes, "It's uh, I think it was three hundred fifty dollars." Okay, because you're waking them up in the. It, I mean, this was like nine thirty at night, but yeah. either way, it's off hours and it's an emergency, and that's it's, and so. He, he goes, right before he hangs up, he goes, well, just so you know, if you cancel on me after we hang up the phone right now, you still owe me 100 bucks because I'm he already getting my that stuff. Yeah, that, that's why I was like, okay, I'm super insulted. Yeah. The guy comes like, over. No, I'm asking you to come over, dude. Chill he out. does 15 minutes worth of work. I mean, after getting the machine into my house, which maybe took like five minutes, 15 minutes worth of work with this giant machine, left a mess in my basement, and I had to pay him 350 bucks. So when you're talking about... No. Uh, when you're talking about the guy... That digs a hole and he's an idiot. Actually, that's not the case because what what those people realize is because I've ta- I have a tons of friends that are plumbers. A lot of my friends are plumbers specifically, really? but they do not do this. You get a Mario, they won't do this. They will not do the main drain or the main your your main. Why would you not make three hundred something dollars to come It's out? gross. Yeah, it is gross. It's it's disgusting. The stuff you're pulling out of that pipe is mainly poop and yeah, right. It's it's sewage. Yeah, so human. And so the the fact of the matter is, is they'll tell you like I, I mean, money be damned. I just I'm not doing it because it's gross. Yeah. And so these people, the guy that digs the hole all the way thing. down seven feet on the side of your house in this tiny little hole, it's uncomfortable, it's sweaty. He gets to listen to his headphones. He the IQ test is right. He's smart because he realizes most people are inherently lazy and they won't do it. So he comes out and he he, he paint a picture of how oh it's going to be this and it's going to be that. See, you're at least the only thing that made you do it was the fact that you knew him peripherally. Well, it was shame. I didn't want him to think I was. I know I'm less of a man. If you didn't know, I know him, I'm less if of you, a man. If you did not know him, yeah. you would have not felt the pressure to go out there and work alongside of him. No, you'd be like, I'm paying house, you. You do it yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so that is the, like when you get a guy that comes over and bids a job, on top of like giving you the price that he thinks is you're going to bite on, he should also be explaining to you how difficult it would be for you to do it. Hey, it's going to be very difficult, but I'm going to give you a good price on this. You understand? It's like a twofold thing. Yeah. So when you say it's an IQ test, I, I I meet you on that level, but I say it's the other way. The guy that recognizes that digging the hole is not hard, but it is tedious. It's labor intensive. It's hot, mm-hmm. and you don't want to do it. Right. Well, um, the trick is but to here's do something the thing: people don't want to do or don't know how to do. Right? Therein lies the genius of it. Is I have to then come up with a price 
that you can go, well, that's not, I mean, I don't want to do it, but it's not too far over the edge where you call a different guy to give you a second opinion. Yeah, yeah. So that's that like subtle nuance where the guy has an opportunity to give you a price right now. And if that price is right, you'll just go, okay, you do it. I don't want to keep looking for people. Right. Calling right, this guy, right, calling right, that right, guy. Right. So anyway, I would tell you that the IQ test part I agree with. But what about the guy who's just doing it for no reason in his backyard, just to, just because of, out of pure, uh, uh, not sh- I guess ego, maybe. Yeah, I never get that. I don't get that at all. Now, if you're doing it and you're going like, "Hey, I just like the fact that I'm working on my own house," it gives me a sense of of, of like, "Hey, I did this." Like you always see those nah, movies not really, where not the, really. the guy he goes, was, "He was the brains behind the operation," so me, I can't take credit for it. Let me take you over here and show you. You meet your grandfather built this built this building yeah. back in the yeah. Now most people make different. the normal windows like this. <laughs> yeah. I thought ahead and I knew those extra three inches are are when sunrise comes up. You're talking about an extra let's think about eighteen degree angle. We're talking about the fact that basically your wife selected somebody to come over that you knew, and I've been there before too. If so I, she, if I know the person, for knowing that shame would work. No, what because you, you still, she still paid the same price even though you were out there helping. Basically, you paid this. The guy didn't go, "Hey Ben, since you helped." Actually, I want to get into, I want to get, get into details, but he really almost doesn't want like any money. Okay, but that didn't it didn't change because you helped him, did it? Maybe. I don't know. If, I mean, if, if, a, guy's out there, if a guy's out there humping in a hole with you, doesn't that go like, well, I can't charge him? I mean, but he what? Yeah, his kid's out there with spades, you know? I think he specifically already had an idea of what he wanted up front anyway. Okay. Well, which I, is I for you to be gone and your wife to be minutia of that. But my main theory is you started describing sort of like the guy who arranges this for business purposes. Right. I'm saying dumb people like to sit in a hole and, and dumb people like repetition, right? Dumb people, kids, dogs. I don't know if they like it. I think that they're they're sort of they sort of have no. Okay, every song that goes right. Yeah, those are dumb people. Same thing over and over and over. Dumb people like to go. Uh, they like to go every morning. I go and I get I get, I get my coffee and I get my two snack wraps and Dunkin' Donuts. Repetition, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's a weird argument because I also I also think that a lot of times I I remember what it was like being a you painter, know that are constantly going out seeking new adventures and new tastes and new things. Some people don't do that. A lot not. of dumb people. What about the people who jump off the side of a mountain with a parachute? That's, those, that's those, fearless. Those, that's not dumb. That's dumb too. No. Because you don't different. have to do that. Okay, it's but, dumb. But that's a far cry from I enjoyed sitting in my own stinging sweat in my eye and digging for Perfect hours. example. I used to be a painter, new construction painter. I've said it a million times. That's Nowadays, I go back and I go, man, I would love to just throw my boombox on listen to Howard Stern and paint and not be bothered and then go on to the next job when that job is done. Close the door on that one. Hey, you got to do the model because next Because you're one. not burning any mental calories, right? Yeah, right. So don't, I don't know that, don't, makes, don't, me, don't I don't think that like, makes me dumb, though. I think it makes well, me I don't think it makes you dumb, content. but I, I think it makes me dumb. <laughs> I guess that's just the thought I had while, in that, while I was in that hole because I actually got into an argument with my wife later on that night about something. No. Yeah, believe it or not, one of us mouthed off. Or one of us mouthed off. <laughs> I got into an argument with her later on the night and I said... We were doing something, and I go, I go. You know what? I sat in a hot, dirty, stinking hole for five hours today, shoveling out like gravel and clay. I go, and that was the highlight of my day. So, what does that say about this whole situation here? <laughs> in retrospect, it wasn't a nice thing to say, but I was like, looking back, I was looking at the clock, going, "Crap! I got to get my kid in two hours." All this fun, all this joy is going to be over <laughs> two hours because I think. I, I've said it before, like, oh, my dream job would be just mowing lawns up and just putting stuff in my earbuds and going. Um, like Carcosa in True Detective, 
where he's just at the school that no longer is even functioning, driving the riding lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I guess the sticking point was just that, was was just that. I'm not saying it's some kind of like, oh, woe is me, I'm stupid. And like, I'm cool with it. Like, I came to a moment of clarity. I was like, okay, the 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 digging a hole test doesn't lie, right? This hole, this shovel doesn't lie to me. I enjoy this. No feeling sorry for yourself. Just admit that you're not in the upper, I don't know. I'm not good with numbers. Was there a work, person, was but, there a workout element to it too, where you're like, I'm, yeah, I'm getting strong, and I, you know, I knew <laughs> yeah, it, I knew it. Sure, of course, of course. I want to look like uh, I was the Willie Grouston Willie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there, ah, do it. That finished the hole. But no, there was a part when I was like, okay. I mean, I guess this highlighted the fact that I'm just not like. If somebody goes, oh man, dude, we sat down, we created the perfect work area for it. We're gonna, we're gonna build these gables up here, and this person started talking to this. Smart people, engineering, woodworking. You're like, this is terrible. Do you have a hole for me to dig? And that the world needs ditch diggers too. The world needs ditch diggers, and uh, and I'm your guy. I'm like, look, just just I don't have I don't have high aspirations. Just pay, pay me enough to to keep the lights on. I'll dig a ditch. The world needs dummies, and I'm okay being one. I guess is my thing. Yeah, so no different than, I mean, I don't know if the world needs dummies, but by proxy there will be dummies because in order to have a smart person, you have to have a dummy, right? Okay, but then if I'm a dummy for digging the hole, what do we do with all the people? Like you step- said that. I what, didn't. What do we do with all the people like stepbrothers? They, they can't even dig a hole. <laughs> Those people aren't even allowed to dig a hole. They can make bunk beds. Yeah, I'll, I'll be like, dig a hole, and they'll be like, look, there's a white, white dog poop. Look out for the 11-year-olds. <laughs> nah, I'm done. So that was it. I, just, I, I, just, I, wanted to, I wanted to throw my idea of, hey... If you want to know how smart you are, do dummy work for six to eight hours. How do you feel? If you feel great, then you are a dummy. All right. No? I don't mean that derogatory because I'm saying like we can smell our own. Like when I go that through. Oh, so you're like, it's not derogatory because if uh, I'd be calling myself a dummy. Yeah. But but, but who wants to be like you? In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And I'm saying like I barely have an eye. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I see somebody and I go, oh, that dude's from Hatsville. You know what I mean? Like, look, look at the, look at the tight roll on his pants. I say that often. Like I see usually it. it's about a half of a mustache and a cracked tooth up front. Right. When I see the guy walking by with like a shockwave, like the off-brand right. energy drink, right. and he's eating like a flaming hot like a chicharrones in a bag, I'll go, oh yeah, that's a hassle dude. Now it sounds derogatory coming out of my mouth, but I'm like, but but me too though. Right. You know, like I still I go to Speedway and I buy energy drinks sometimes, and the whole time I walk up, I'm looking in the counter and I go, oh. Are you really going to do this? Are you really going to buy that? Is it like a Hestel mini thin? <laughs> well, the mini thins are a Hestel mini thin. Yeah. yeah. No dose is a Hestel mini thin. Yeah, Let's stack twos if you open them up and sniff them. Uh, no, but I will go. I did it tonight. I went to the. I looked at the big glass case and I was like, there's like 8,000 different Mountain Dew and other energy drinks. And I go, you know, if, if there was a hot girl standing by this counter, would you still buy it? And the answer is like, nah. I'd be like, oh, just give me a water. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> But if no one's looking, like if left to my own devices, all I'm doing is drinking Mountain Dew and digging holes. It's not <laughs> well, good. So, so check this out. But I'm, my, but I'm cool with it. My it's wife, like... a couple of weeks ago, she, at least once a year we try to go to a Cubs game. And a lot of times she'll go to, I'll, I'll get out of it by saying like, hey, or she will go with her friends. And then when she brings up going to a Cubs game, we're like, well, you already went this year. Yeah. Because the ticket prices are so ridiculously yeah. high. I think we ended up paying $85 a ticket. Are they really? Uh, for the seats we had. But, I mean, they were like, we were in like uh, row 110 or something like that. I mean, we were on the third. Between third and home, maybe like 30 okay. rows up. 
Yeah, from you know on the main level, so it was like, not good. Comiskey would be like a fifty dollars ticket or something. Yeah, it was, there were great seats, but it was Cubs Mets. So once again, it was the Cubs Mets game, and so my wife's like, "Well, it's perfect because it's the Mets. You love the Mets." And yes. I said, "Well, here's a problem." And I did this last year. I will not go to a Cubs game against the Mets and wear Mets gear, even though I like the Mets. It's disrespectful. I also like the Cubs. It's disrespectful. I like that. That's so I, I'm not going to go into like that a class. Yeah, you know so. We decided that last time we went, uh, we rooted for the Mets, even when they were playing the Cubs. Like and we, silently? We gave each other, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's like, yeah, you know. Oh, I like that. But, but we were undercover because, again, it's disrespectful. Anyway, because I like the Cubs, too. If I, didn't, if I didn't like the Cubs, it wouldn't be a big deal. However, yeah, I always, I'm one of these people, as you know, I, I like to have things concrete in, in stone, what the plan is. Um, like, for instance, you know, there's been times where we talked about the podcast, and I'm like, hey, are we still on? You're like, I didn't know. We were, and then I'll send you a, a cop. A, yes. a, a, I'll cut yes. out a piece of a text and be like, "Here, right here is where you said we were doing it." You're like on July 9th at two fifteen p.m. Did you specifically? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So exhibit A. I do. I do this all the time, where like and it, it you drives like me crazy be, about my wife. You don't like things to be just. I like up, to be in control for grabs. Yeah, and I don't do the thing where I go like, "Let's just let the chips fall." Right. And that's how my wife is 100% of the time. Yeah. Well, in her eyes, she's like, well, I planned it. I mean, I got the Cubs tickets. Isn't it weird how many like couples and people just that? So, well, my wife and I are that way. So like, two weeks now, we're going to the Cubs game with her girlfriends, okay? And then one of her girlfriend's husbands and another boyfriend of a friend of hers. So it's three guys, three girls. So a few couples then. And I've, I've never met... The, the husband of the one girlfriend and the I met the boyfriend of the other one, but peripherally, like one time. So we don't really know each other, right. but they all know each other. So I said, hey, in order to make things a little easier, just tell me like two weeks out, how are we getting there? Like, are we going to take the train? What's the deal? I don't get off work till four o'clock. Well, yeah, you know, we figure we take the train, blah, blah, blah. So I'm two weeks out. I'm thinking, okay, we're taking the train. And I go, but here's the thing. You got to arrange. Yeah. What, well, no, we're living with my mom, so yeah. I, I got that covered. Ugh. So the the day before, two days before, I go, hey, so we're taking the train, and she's like, no, we're not taking the train. I just, I just, I just figured you drive because that way uh, I have to work early in the morning. You have to work early in the morning. And that way we don't get stuck up there. You know, how sometimes people like to go yeah. out afterwards. It's yeah. just easier because that way we can leave. And I go, but. But I don't want to have to get off work at 4 o'clock, leave at 4.30 about, and then fight traffic up to Wrigley, find a place to park, deal with all oh. that, come out of the game, drive all the way home. I go, I'd rather just not have to deal with it. So the train idea you came up with before, which I was against, was just do the train thing. Nah, I don't know. Everybody, so I already know, in my so mind, it's like... anybody who cares less about other people's input on plans than <laughs> your wife? But, but here's the thing. I, in my mind, I'm thinking, she has already orchestrated what's going to happen. She's just not letting me in on it because sometimes when she does, I'll complain. So she wants to limit the amount of time I can complain about it. She's going to spring it on me last minute. She's trying to walk you into the corner. Right. So basically, to, yeah, she, yeah. here's the thing. She just doesn't, she stops talking about it. So like the morning of, I'm like, well, what's the plan? Well, I mean, I just figured we'll go meet up with this one friend's house, and then we'll figure it out from there. I go, I don't want to figure it out from there. Who's driving? What's going on? If I'm driving, I won't drink at all. Um, but what I'm if, off. And I, if the roles were reversed, like, and she's and, never driving, so that. But, but if every role was reversed, and like, your wife is the kind of person, like, if if if, if dudes had kids, and, and it was up to the wives, you'd be like, here's my birth plan. Like, I want to get there, and need the epidural, and she'd right. just be like, yeah, I got the Uber app. Like, well. Yeah. Well, then she. So we're driving to the to the to meet up with the yeah. other people. Still, we know we're not doing the train thing. So she goes. I just figured. Let's. 
we could just drive it. And when she says we, she means me. And I go, well, that's fine for you because you're going to be sitting in the back talking to your friends. Now, we're already on the road. I got all my fishing gear Driving in the back. Driving Chicago is the worst. I got all my fishing gear in the back. So I have like maybe six fishing poles, a big you know fishing bag with all my tackle and everything in it. And uh, so we can't even have the third row up. And I go, it's not, we're not going to fit three adults in the back seat and then two in the front. We're meeting another guy. Out? I was already on the road. Oh. So I'm like, I'll see you, and uh, I'm not going to take the poles out, and we'll see what happens. So we're in the on, we're already driving, and I go, hey, I can't do it. Poles are still in the back of the car. I so love what's the, the plan fact now? That you guys mentally still box. Like, so, you guys go at it. So she it. just like, hey, you know, this is your, she's like, you're giving me anxiety. You're making me upset now. And I go, but you're making me upset. <laughs> I go, why don't you, what about the other, what about the other girls? What about the other husband? Is, you know, is his wife telling him he's driving? Or do you, have you already told here's everybody problem, I'm driving? Here's the thing. All everyone else has to do is just chill. Right. Hang out and maybe drink beer. I'm thinking, that's how I'm you, thinking. <laughs> right. Everything else falls on you. Right. And by the way, who cares? Right. Well, I care. I'm the only no, one no, who cares. No, no, who cares? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Besides you, who cares? I right? tell my wife, I go, well, listen, why don't you call your girlfriend and tell her that, you know, hey, maybe her husband could drive. Well, I don't want to do that. That's rude. I go, well, why, why do I have to drive? And she goes, well, how about this? When we get there, you and him can work it out. I go, I don't know the man. No. I go, that's going to be like, Hey, dude, bro, by the way, bro, you want to drive? Right. I go, that's that's crazy. I go, you need to talk to her and hash it out. It's no different than, you remember when you were a kid and you knew you're, you you're couldn't driving ask, at this point. You and your cousins you? want to spend the night and you're like, I can't ask my mom. But if you ask yeah. my mom, my hey, mom always my says aunt, no. yes. So yeah. you have your cousin ask your mom, hey, is it okay if I, you know, I, wanted, I haven't seen Ben in a while. Yeah. So I tell her, I go, you tell your friend to ask her husband or just tell her, hey, we got fishing gear in the car. Ugh. Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I'm not, so she's not saying anything. You're just sitting there. And I'm like, we're getting closer and closer. I go, this could turn out bad. I go, what if I get there? And he goes, I'm not driving. He just crosses his arms. And I go, I'm not driving. I don't know this guy. I go, that's how I'm feeling. So what if he tell, if he it's, just starts getting into my car, how are we going to do this? It's like I was talking about with the Mayweather fight strategy. If both people do it, the fans lose. Everybody loses. Now, if both of you guys both dig in, if both of you guys want to be defensive fighters, everyone But loses. I go, here's the thing. If, if if I pull up and everybody just automatically walks out and starts getting into my car, that, tells me, that tells me she's already... Steady that's arranged. that's Yeah, it's already been arranged. Yes. So as I'm pulling up, I don't see anybody coming out, and they invite us. Hey, come in. They're up on the balcony. Come into the apartment. This is one of her friends lives in an apartment. I'm like... Have a couple first. Everybody but Dave's going to have a Right. Drinks. So we get in there, and it's like, hey, everybody want to drink? And I'm like, I haven't... I don't. It's not been established yet, so I'm like, I can't. If I'm going to be driving, no, I don't want anything. It just, it just gets crazier. And then you know, she's like, you can have one. I'm like, I don't want to have one. Yeah, you could. Because you know, because again, I have to be me. So I'm like, no, yeah, you know what? You could be a point oh three. So at some point, everybody just the other husband stepped up without any issue. It was like, hey, I'll drive, no problem. So by really? that time, by that time, I had already passed up my opportunity to have a beer. Uh, so we're already out the door. Nice. But now you suck as a passenger. But, here, here's the thing, and, and this is this this is it can't be exclusively with me and my wife. <laughs> Women don't understand the way that men work, and maybe it's just men like me. I don't know, but I don't. If I don't know you, and you don't know me, like you're introducing two husbands. Any women that are listening, or any guys that are listening, know how this works. If I've never met you, and our wives are friends, my wife is just going to be like, "Oh, uh, we're going to hang out with with, with um, Allison and her husband." Okay, great. What's he do? I'm not really sure he's in, you know, travel agent or he travels. I don't know. Something with traveling. Does he travel? Mm. Is he a travel agent? Where's our common ground? I'm already yeah. concerned about how this is going to work is out. Because, a, is he a traveling man? Are you saying he's like yeah. a gypsy? Yeah. Well, my feeling is this. I think 
Is he a member of the Almond Brothers? When, when men meet, if I meet you and we're hanging out at a bar, we're both drinking, we don't know each other, and I'm sitting there and you're sitting there and we're watching a band. Band stops or taking a break. Me and you have been sitting next to each other. Hey, man, uh, you know, we just get to talking. I might ask you, hey, man, what do you do for a living? Or, hey, you like this band? How do you know that you know anybody in the band? What, however, it, it comes together naturally. But now we've been put together. Mm-hmm. And you know your wife's like, hey, for better or worse, you're getting along with this person because we're going to build a relationship where me and her are friends, and now you and him are going to be friends. Yeah. Now, I could tell you in my life, my wife has never, if she doesn't like someone, she just ain't going to like someone. And I, there's nothing I can do about it. But I have, I, whether she wants to admit it or not, I will always, at least in person. Now, when we get done with that, that meetup, the first time, I might be like, this never happening again. But I'll at least be, me, of all people, will be cordial. Well, that's how it's most normal. It is. Is it not? Yeah, of course. But you, you make it so you make it. It gets through the night. But it, it's, I think it's weirder for guys. I, I think because if you bring two women together... Especially if they have children. They could just talk about their kids. Oh, I remember when my kid did that. I girls, did you ever girls seem to gravitate toward like you go girl and hug right away and oh I totally know what you mean. Guys do more of a little bit of a squaring up and Yeah, like, like wolves. Yeah, and that's normal, right? That's a normal thing. But guys do like okay, what do you do? Oh, you do that? Oh man. Like uh there's like did I did I did, would I have guessed that? Did I picture you would do that? Are well don't you, you, are also you good go at that like, then? Are you that's where could I do that? Wait, if you could do that, could I do that? I feel like there's that always happens. Like, see, see, whatever profession you say you do, I go, oh, well, if you could do that, could I do like, and I feel like they do that to me as well. But I mean, you know, if you have a manly profession or what would be deemed by yeah. a layman as a more manly like profession. Like a sword swallower. The other guy, well, hmm. Okay, not as manly. The, the, the Actually, o- that can be kind of gay. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. The <laughs> other, uh, the other guy knows that you, you tell him first, hey, this is what I do, I'm a, uh. I'm a construction worker, or I, I build, uh, I build skyscrapers, or I'm, and, and he is yeah. a, you know, he he's a pin setter at the bowling alley. Yes, you already know right then and there. It's like, well, let's not talk about what we do for a living. Hey, what's your hobbies? Yeah. Because you're pivoting off that. You really that have the, nothing. That's the equivalent to going like, how big are you, bro? Right, like right away. Like that's the equivalent <laughs> of going like, oh really? That's what you're, that's what you're packing, huh? Okay, go. Cool. Because that's the equivalent, of like, like, like. How much you bench? I don't bench. I squat. Yeah, how o- much you squat? Occupation wise, yeah, it's like, absolutely. Going, like, it's it's all tied in. All that masculinity stuff is tied in. It's like if you walk up, it's like you said, like, oh, I set pins of bowling alley. It's like, oh, you don't satisfy your wife. Let me tell you what I do. <laughs> right. Like that's like what I hear. You know oh, what I mean? for I don't, sure. I don't even hear your actual job. Well, I mean, I I feel like. If somebody in a situation, just to read it out, if a if a guy offers you what he does for a living, if you don't ask him and he goes, "Hey, how you doing?" Uh, and you're talking, and he goes, "Yeah, you know, uh, today I did this, or I, this is what I do for a living," and then says, "What do you do?" When he puts his foot forward, he's very confident in what he does. Yes, you won't find that in a pin setter normally. No, no. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if I if I lead if if I lead with that and I go, "Hey, uh, yeah, I'm in the Israeli Mossad." Um, and so, you know, I just got back from a trip. Uh, it's mm-hmm. been terrible. I was over in Paris, you know, fighting for the uh, the, the truth and justice and the sanctity and, and everything of Israel on foreign grounds. Yeah, um, like we all do. But I'm back now. I've got like three weeks. I'm going to hang out with the kids. I'm going to do my thing. i got to go to the zoo. Yeah. My wife has a year zoo pass. I don't like to what talk do you about do? it. Right. You know what I mean? Always. It's like you've already been like, I just pissed all over around yeah. you. and I've almost went around you with a saw, like a cartoon, and just left <laughs> and that little bit left. You cut that circular right. hole, right. and you're waiting for like, the bunch of money to just drop through the floor. I already know, nine times out of ten, by the way you're looking at me telling you this story, if you're, gonna, if you're going to come up with something better, and that's pretty much top of the heat. And the right? look of that person, or you if you are that person, because I've been that person, 
is like, let's change the topic <laughs> right. as, as soon as possible. Right. Uh, I really, really, really like Guns N' Roses' first album. Right. Use Your Illusion, I could give or take. You know what I mean? Like You find common ground. I would pivot right. so fast. You're talking to a guy who drove a forklift in a warehouse for seven years. Uh, it was many times I'd be like, what do you do? Oh, like I'm an engineer. I designed this and that. And I'm like, oh, I uh, I work, you know, like for a, I don't want to say, it was a grocery store. That sounds lame, right? So I go like, uh, I work in a warehouse. Right. Uh, but, but, you know, with other felons. Couldn't you pivot it off by doing something like that? Like if a guy said that, like. Oh yeah, you know I'm I'm actually I work for the you know, Secret Service and I was over there. Doing, I really can't talk about it. And you and you were a fork truck driver. Be like, blue collar, ain't it, buddy? I mean, you know, yeah. you're just same like, me, you American. I, I get up blue and collar, I put my pants right. on just like you. Yeah, I mean, I, I drive a fork ass. truck, but you understand. I mean, we're all we're all doing we're all out here running the same. Tell game. you what I do. I work hard and I provide for my family. <laughs> right. and it, I would pivot. Yeah, I would, I would pivot. I would pivot faster than like if I was on a blind date and somebody asked me when was my last AIDS <laughs> test. Right. I'd be like, oh. uh, uh <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Patriots, you know what I mean? Like, hey, if you lose week one, oh, be scared week two, yeah. right? Like, I would immediately change. Huge, huge. Yeah. For, for anyone who's trying to figure out what the hell we're talking about, my whole, my whole point is, is... Yeah, maybe wrap it up because I tend my, to... My wife does this thing to me all the time where she puts me and me... And when she should know me better, and, and usually it turn, I'm always like after the fact, like yeah, you know what, I shouldn't have stressed it so much. Like this dude was a better man than I, and never even like blinked an eye. I was like, yeah, I'll drive, not a problem. Why are you being a bitch? Right. And 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 I made such a hassle about it because I was like, like, and, and of course we had to park my car then in front of my my wife's right. friend's house. I'm like, well, my fishing gear's in there. Should I put it in her apartment, or what if somebody comes by and they mm. break the car window open? Like when my wife leaves, <laughs> she brings the small purse. Did I tell you this? She bring, every time no, we go out, she no. has a giant purse, and then she has a small purse. And while we're driving, she, she takes the stuff the from the giant purse into the small purse, and then expects that she's going to leave her purse in my car, the big purse, because she doesn't need it. No. And we have the same fight every time, and it's like, I don't understand why you can't just evolve and put your stuff in the small purse and leave <laughs> your big purse at home. Well, I might need something out of my big purse, though. Yeah, yeah but if we're inside Wrigley Field... And you're parked four miles away in a private someone's driveway that we paid yeah. thirty bucks to park in. You've got your yeti yeti cooler yeah. full of stuff. But I'm like, someone's going to look in our car, see your purse, and break into our car just to steal your thirteen hundred dollar Louis Vuitton purse. I'm just cracking up, dude. I'm just cracking up because I'm thinking about like the weird tangent we just went on, like all that hypothetical, all all that stuff is just hypothetical weird stuff that goes on in certain people's brains. I don't know that like a lot of people are wired that. Way. Are you? Yeah. But, That's but, crazy. I but I don't know that a lot of people would like, oh, you're going to meet this guy's husband. A lot of people just go, oh, okay, cool. Hey, what's up, Dave? And how's it going? And then they're like, watch the movie. But we're doing like three full-length novels full of like, <laughs> what if he says this? We say, oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. okay. I went to Israel. Uh, I beheaded. How many, how many terrorists did I kill? Like, we, there's all this back thought. When we could save a lot of trouble by just going like, hey, what's up, man? Like, I'm good. I'm you know what's funny? I always, you can't be confident I, if, if with certain things, you I, know? When, when I feel, and I ended up liking the guy. Great dude. And I know that because I start t- telling these stories. Instead of war stories about work, or I always tell these great stories where, like, I go, hey, man, you like wrestling? And, you you know, you try to feel somebody out, like, well, you know, I like wrestling. You know, I don't really watch it, but I like wrestling. Yeah. I was, this dude, I don't like wrestling either. But I have a great story about how my brother almost got his head caved in by Bubba Ray Dudley outside. So I'll, I'll take you because we, we happen to be at a baseball game. And I say, hey, a sporting event. I got a great sporting event story about the time my brother almost got killed by Bubba Ray Dudley. And if the guy goes, oh, oh yeah, Bubba Ray Dudley, I don't know which guy that is. I'm like, okay, we're cool because I'm glad you don't know who Bubba Ray Dudley is because wrestling's lame and stupid and sucks. Mm. However, I could still get a point across that you understand that this wrestler 
because we know what wrestlers look like, right? Yeah. There's a gigantic man yeah. who my brother, who's not a gigantic man, ran his mouth to in a private setting. And the dude almost put my brother through the pavement and it still didn't stop him until, like, a crowd dispersed everybody. It got really hectic. Really? Real bad, yeah. You don't want to flesh that out? Or yeah, yeah. No, we, 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 my sister's uh, boyfriend at the time, who's now her husband, his brother, him, his brother's girlfriend, me, and my brother went to, I don't know, I don't think my sister was there, but we went to a wrestling event. My brother-in-law was big into wrestling and his brother. A real one and or my, like a local like at the VFW? No, no, no. We went to Rosemont Horizon. Okay. So it was like WWE. Oh, okay. Or WWE. It was probably WWE at the time. And we went to this and I was like, dude, wrestling sucks. But my brother was in the... He loved The Rock and, and, and that era. So it was like yeah, yeah. mid-90s, late 90s? Late 90s. Late 90s. Late 90s. And I said, for my brother's birthday, I'm going to buy him a ticket to this wrestling event. Like SmackDown or whatever it was. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I'll go along for the ride. Because my brother-in-law is like, dude, there's tons of chicks who flash. And it's it's, a, it's pretty crazy out this there. This is Stone Cold, like, smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, this, his, is, yeah this is the heyday of, of all that. So, and me and my brother are both old enough to Attitude drink. Attitude wrestling era. Yeah, we're both old enough to drink. And, you know, that all often spells bad news. And so, we are at the stadium. And we come out and we see Bubba Ray Dudley. The Dudley boys are like this wrestling. Two, one's black, one's white. One dresses oh, okay. like a hill. They're both dressed like hillbillies. Have you ever seen them? Devon Devon Dudley and Bubba Ray Dudley, and they both were like bib overalls. I don't even know what their gimmick was. But I these, think, like if I saw them, I think I might. These know dudes them. are monsters. They're, they look. They're built like remember the Bushwhackers. I knew the Hart Brothers. Like they're not super chiseled out, but they're like these are big men, beefy, beefy yeah fellows. So. As, as I remember it, we there was a hole in the fence or an area where like everybody went off to pee outside before we left, and we ended up in the, the wrestlers' over. parking lot. Yeah, we the ended up like over. in the parking lot where the performers are, and we see. What? It, Is you in there? Wow, no, awesome. we walked into it. Yeah, like there was an area no where the, stopped you. No, he didn't. That's awesome. And so we ended up in there or whatever, and uh, they're there, and my brother like goes up to him and he's like, "Hey, Bubba Ray, man, like give me your autograph." And the dude's like, "Nah, you know, dude, beat it." And my brother's like, "What?" And the guy's like, yeah, he pretty much, it, this is, too, he pretty much told my brother, like, hey, like, we're done, right we now. did our thing, yeah. like, we're, we're out of here. My brother's like, hey, F you, dude. And the guy was putting, as I remember it, Bubba Ray was putting his bag into the driver's seat of his car, and he, he did a, the thing he, where he, he, he like. a trailer or nothing? No, no, he, they were taking, they were like a two, they were both driving in a car, like a small sedan. He got like a Ford Fusion? Yeah, something like oh. that. Like a, uh, yeah. He got into his used Beretta. Yeah. <laughs> With the louver windows. So so he go. He tells my brother, like, hey, dude, beat it. And my brother's like, dude, what'd you say to me? And then the guy's like, I told you to beat it. And he's like, F you. And the guy took his bag and put it in the car and then shut the car door, but didn't get in the car with it. And I said, this is, this is going to get interesting. And my brother is still running his mouth. And this guy's getting... What does he think? I don't know. I think, you know... He's like, wrestling? I, I don't know that he... I mean, he definitely didn't think he could beat this guy up, but... I think he was like, "What? Like, I just want you to know. Let's, like, let, yeah, like you're not gonna you're not gonna talk to me. Like I don't care because I think in his mind he was like, "Well, this dude's not gonna really hurt me. I mean, first of all, he's a fake wrestler, a so he's not really tough, yeah. anyways." I'm, I'm telling like, your character, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is what people do at wrestling shows, right? These guys are heels. You're talking shit yeah, to them, yeah, and yeah. well, the dude came around the car, and it got closer and closer to where, like, you know, there was like yelling, and this guy's coming real close. And I, as far as I remember, like, fans came into the area <laughs> and saw it. what was happening and got in between everybody. Who, and who got in between? other fans saw, you know, started seeing the commotion and came back where we were, which was close to the fence. Bubba Ray didn't want to beat him up in front of everybody. And, no, I think then Devon got in between the two and was like, dude, you're, you, you need you know, to go. Like, yeah. this, you're going to lose everything over this. 
Like my brother is not any. To, this guy is like there's. Oh, comparatively speaking, yeah, yeah. But I was like, dude, this. And I wasn't stopping it. I was just like, hey, let's, I just let's see what happens here. Let's go. We we might have to fight these guys. It could turn out yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It's gonna be a great story. You know, great I'm always after the story. Like that time I roundhouse kicked yeah. over Ray Dudley. <laughs> that would be. You, but would you ever have a better story? No. Ever. No. If he caught your roundhouse Are kick you in midair, now that you didn't roundhouse. Kick no, because I think I honestly think that. It, it was about to get real bad real quick. Yeah, and but it would have lose. <laughs> it would have been tell a, a story at the time I round. Like if I'm pushing my brother in a wheelchair into your garage to podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might have been all right. Yeah, you're like, he's got to blow in this tube, but let me tell you why. But it was weird. After we left, it wasn't like, hey, dude, like why did you do that? Wheelchair. I mean, you just kind of let continue drinking or did whatever or whatever we were doing. You know what I mean? It was just such a one-off. When it broke down, that awkward walk back to the car, was he like, yeah, he's lucky. Lucky. What's the other guy? Bubba Ray, do Ray, who's Bubba Ray, Devon. Oh, Devon was he like? Good thing Devon got. Me. I don't, I don't remember. That's a weird part of the story. But we, we or were you all like doing hail mary? We, like, oh Jesus, guys. We used you. to go to Balmoral Racetrack and bet on the horses. You know, you could make like these like, two dollar bets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And fun. we used to harangue the jockeys as we would drink and and and, and it, things would get more festive. Yeah. And I remember one time my brother was on my shoulders. And we were arguing with the pace car guy, like, hey, can we get in the pace car? And they were just like, dude, just enough. And we were coming down the line, and one of the Why jockeys, we were just being stupid. And if, you're, if you've ever you? been to Balmoral Racetrack, yeah, yeah, we were, I mean, drunk okay. drinking, like 21, okay. 20, well, he was, Lots of people I was a drinking, I was a drinking, I was a, I was of drinking age, but we're walking down the fence line, and this jockey lost, and we're trailing him, like he's seven feet into the tr- on the track parallel to us and we're just like you loser you suck you know the whole and this guy now you he's physically the same size as us he's jo- we're short too what you know what i mean he's a jockey he's but a i mean he's still fall. he's like five six you know oh, but really? he's he's ripped Maybe like five like but he's leaned out because you know these guys are they're they're they have to control a horse he's like i look small compared to yeah the he's horse, like and so the dude yeah then as he he he's like i'm done with this because we the same guys run almost every race there because you're on a car. You're not like on the horse back. They have so you can uh, continuously, carriages? yeah. So you can okay. continuously. So at one point he was just like, well, enough, enough's enough, and he started coming our way, and we're like, yeah, no, dude, hey, you know, it's cool. But anyways, but you did your best. <laughs> but but hey, but I'm just saying though, like uh, like uh, we suck too. All right, yeah, buddy, take care. <laughs> But I was like, yeah, that's a that would have been a not so great. Story. We're just messing around, good race, dude. I, I thought he was gonna like, you know, do a pommel horse over the side of that. That would be and... almost equally as great. That time that a jockey beat my ass, especially <laughs> <laughs> if he lost. Like if you won, he'd be like, why'd you pick on a jockey, dude? But if you lose, it's like this. Yeah, no winning. The no winning. That's like if you were to fight Ronda Rousey. It just there's no winning for you. First of all, you're not winning, and second of all, if unless you win, somebody gets pregnant, yeah, well, then, then you, you go. Can't. Unless it's you, then you're a winner. If you get pregnant, even more all bets are off. Even more of a winner. No one else has ever had that. You happen. gotta tell her you can't make. I'm keeping this baby. Yeah, this is my body. All right, are you kidding? <laughs> my me? body, my choice. Yeah, when you when you start having around Ross's baby, you can make differences. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Um, last thing before we get out of here. Uh, I happen to, I don't have cable, but I happen to be lucky enough to come upon, they were, dude, ESPN2, like, I think it was, the Ocho? Well, here we go. <laughs> I think it was, like, July or August, I was, uh, getting together with my, uh, my bandmate, Juan, we were just going over some stuff, we had a show coming, let's, let's, let's clean up the act a little bit, and he just had ESPN2 on, there was baseball, something was on, and then when it was over, uh, I noticed that the cornhole, Cornhole championships 
were on like you and Juan cornhole. What else? Me, so me and Juan are cornholing. <laughs> I noticed that his TV doesn't work, but I wanted to tell a story. <laughs> no, uh, the cor- the cornhole championships were on TV, and at first I was like, "What? They're throwing bags on TV? That's weird." You know, it's like closed circuit. Um, next thing you know, I dude, I ended up going like, "Hey, it just bottoms up." I ended up like, <laughs> "Yeah, it's just it's just Eli's tapping." Us. So, so I ended up like putting my guitar down and be like, "Hold on, dude, we got I got to get some of this." And I even told him, "Stop!" I go, "Dude, I got a podcast to do. Let me watch this, please." <laughs> they, I don't know if they're drinking during it. I think they should be, but they legitimately. First of all, they they called it. I don't know if they called it the Ocho, but I think it was like a like a tongue in cheek. What was that dodgeball? They yeah. Did that? Yeah. They did like a like a like a, a play on words, and I don't know if it was a. Again, I'm not big on facts, but I don't know if it was like a day or a week or a month. But they basically did a thing like joking around, called it ESPN. Uh, you know the Ocho, and they were showing like uh, frisbee golf, um, uh, cornhole, other stuff like that. Well. They had, they had, they had, they had, they were filming it. There was commentators as though it was legit. It was just like the Ocho, but, but it wasn't like a joke. And it turns out they got viewership that doubled, like Skip Bayless's, what is it, what is this stupid show now on Fox Sports? I don't know what the name of it is, yeah. but it's stupid. Like Contrarian on Purpose or whatever the heck they call it. But it, it doubled, it doubled that. And, and of course, the people that were playing looked just like you'd think. They looked just like you'd think. They all look like they should be digging holes with me. And everybody had red solo cups. Now, I don't know for sure that they were drinking during it. Uh, maybe they were. I don't, it'd be even funnier. Product placement? It would be, yeah, it'd be even funnier if they had, like, like hydrating stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I need my electrolytes. <laughs> like, I got three more cornholes to go. But, dude, it was just awesome. I ended up watching, like, an hour, hour and a half of these people just throwing bags. And it's like you can see it at any bar, or you can turn on ESPN two. And uh, I don't know, dude. It was sweet. It was. It was. I wanted to show you a video. Don't I'm you remember that's here, when uh, a couple years ago, or probably eight to nine, ten years ago now, when when uh, uh, No Limit Texas Hold'em took the ESPN by storm. Yes. Yes. And uh, for a while, do they still show it. I think so, but like only like the World Series or like major events. But remember, for a while, like the Comedy Channel or one of these other channels had like celebrity poker. And you could see, like, Norm MacDonald at a poker table. But he's, like, a serious poker player. Yeah, and, yeah. But how is it? I don't know. I mean, Cornhole seems like it's even less interesting than World Series of Poker or Celebrity Poker. It's or, really bad to watch. There's nothing to it. But I loved the seriousness. It reminded me of that movie Kingpin, like, when they're all bowling. But there's, mm-hmm. like, dudes, like, you know, like, oh, look out for, like, you know, look out for, like, uh, uh, well, who's, what's, who's the guy that I was talking about that's in Huntsville all the time that every town has one? Oh, I forget. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Remember? Oh, jeez, it's going to kill me. It's a Polish name. Yeah, something to wits. Uh, something Owski. Yeah, something Swakowski. Yeah, Anyways, it reminded me of that because they're like, oh, look out for this guy. He's been on a streak lately. He's been on a tear. Uh, it's, it says here, um, bah, 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 the month of July is arguably the slowest on the sports calendar. NBA and NHL playoffs are finished. NFL training camps are still going. Nothing big is happening. So ESPN turned its airways to cornhole. <laughs> the favorite game of Midwestern tailgaters got national exposure with the championship of bags, in quotes, tournament. And here's the amazing thing about it. People actually watched. Younger audiences especially tuned into the broadcast over the weekend. In 18 to 49 demo, which is, by the way, let's just say, like, hey, people that aren't 18 aren't watching. Mm-hmm. Like, 18 to 49, it's like going, like, people uh, in, in, in the demo of people with two legs and people that eat carbs once in a while. <laughs> it, it was, the numbers were huge. But it said it's uh, 
It it outrated MLB on Fox Sports One, so it was more than Skip Bayless. The total audience is well over three hundred thousand viewers, which is more than double a typical episode of Skip Bayless's debate show (laughs) on Fox Sports One. That is a win for humanity. Maybe you never thought you'd live to see the day when cornhole got national television coverage on ESPN, but here we are. Uh, The reaction from fans: This is the greatest thing ever. This is a certain sign of the apocalypse. I happen to love it. I watched it. I'm not saying it was good, but it killed me to watch it. And it killed me that they actually... Again, I don't know if it was an inside joke, but the fact that they had red Solo Cups, like, and everybody was holding one. And they would do the thing, like, they'd, like, they'd throw a few bags, and, like, certain people would, would talk to their family members between sets, and certain people would have their, like, a pitcher that's throwing a no-hitter. Right. Like, just like, no, I'm in the zone. Like, don't look at me. They would just sit there and stare ahead. Oh, he's switching to an underhand throw here. Right, right, right. Always got oh, Backhand. There's one in front of the hole. He's going to have to play defensively. <laughs> right. Ooh, good defensive strategy. Dude, it was awesome. It was awesome. And I ended up watching probably, like I said, about an hour and a half of it. And uh, it beat first take in the ratings. I'm not going to lie. That sounds like crap. But what doesn't sound like crap <laughs> is Ozark. Have you started watching it yet? Yes, I watched two episodes. What would you think? Well, what was weird to me is that everyone said, like, dude, you watched the first one, you're hooked. No, I, I wasn't it, like that at all. I watched the first one, I was not I, hooked. Maybe after the third one, I was hooked. I watched... And I was also hooked because I knew it was only nine episodes. And I had well, in the it. theme of me losing the light in my eyes and the spirit, and just all these things getting sucked out of me uh, into, over time, I don't get excited about too much anymore. But, uh, I watched a couple of them and I thought it was good, but I think when I watched it was a bad time because it's very dark. It's like Breaking Bad, right? Mm-hmm. It's like Breaking Bad-ish. Yeah. Oh, it's got that feel. I think when I watched it, maybe I just wasn't in a good mood, and I was like, I don't know if I need more dark, heavy stuff. It was made really cool. It looked awesome. The characters were great. Jason Bateman is was really good by all accounts. But I just sort of like uh, I wasn't in the mood for a for a heavy. I feel like I feel like it's it's a really cool show uh, in the vein of Breaking Bad, and you know the vein of True Detective. The first, like, it's just made really well, like you said. But once again, I think where these where these shows fall flat is where they have to con- – it's almost like when the superhero shows or movies get to the point where they have to have like seven superheroes in the same movie. It's like, yeah, yeah. okay, we understand that you have to make this timeline a little shorter and you have to make a lot of – you want to constantly keep the viewer watching. But sometimes there's something to be said about a slow burn, which is like what was the – what's the one with um, Steve Buscemi? Boardwalk Empire. There were like three, there were three, and I hated it, but there were like three or four episodes where it was like all meant to build up to the fifth episode. Yeah. I jumped off in the second season. I just didn't care anymore. And, and that's how I felt. So you have to really run that like in between. And, and I think the problem with this, and maybe it's just the first season, it's like, you know, as soon as they get this situation figured out, they've opened up four more situations that they need to now clarify. And it just yeah. falls into that same... That's why I like True Detective season one, where it was like, okay, this is going to just be it. There may be a season two, but it's going to be two different characters. This is just a a space and time in the life of these two guys. Which is kind of why I like movies more than shows. Because it's it's a formula. Not Step Brothers, but good movies. Well, because eventually you just are like, I mean, how how much shit can befall these people? And I understand it's like, hey, when you lie and you cheat and you steal... You're constantly opening yourself up to a new lie to cover. Yeah. But to this extent, it's like, here's the thing. It, this, movie, this movie or show, excuse me, this show is about money laundering for the cartel, very base level. And my feeling is this. 
at some level, they're just going to kill you and move on to another money launderer. Yeah. They're not going to put up with all this bullshit. Right. So that's where there's a little license. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But, 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 and again, I'm not in the cartel, but I can tell you that just by, by being around in history, living on this planet, I know that not, no one person is that important to anything. You point, will die. Go, they will like, move on without you. Yeah, I like to simplify things and just kill you. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. at the end of the day, uh, it's cool. There's a lot of like, you know, in the vein of the shield where it's like, hey, Vic figured this out and then this happened. And it's like, oh my God, now he's got to do this and he's going to spend the entire episode fixing this. It's like sticking, you know, your finger in the dam and yeah. your toes. And, yeah. you know, so if you like that kind of stuff, it's it's really cool. I, I would tell everybody that. But, we you, but you brought more. up a good point about like how, how you have to keep answering for questions that keep getting bigger. The, the show is, if they don't do that, they're boring. Right. If they do do that, it's like, well, come on. But I, I fall into the the boy who cried wolf syndrome on a lot of these shows. Is once, once that's why I like movies more than shows. Is once you think like the end's going to befall somebody and they get out, and then they get out, and then they get out. After a while, there's no there's nothing in it for me. Except, I know you're going to get out, except for Breaking Bad. The way it ended was great, right? Because you get a well those final... people, those people, the characters changed. And right, that was different. That, right. Well, I don't know. I don't know why it was different, but that was just done just better. about a very special show. Obviously. Well, but when it's when you know that the bad is it's like my like with twenty four. You know like when I used to watch twenty four, you know the first three, maybe even four bad guys are not even the bad guy. Right. So don't even who cares? <laughs> right. Like when you're chasing that guy down the hallway and you know that guy had a little trigger that was gonna blow up the nuke. Yeah, it turns out he was working for somebody else and there's a side plot. You, when the payoff's not gonna be there. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's why Game of Thrones is better because Game of Thrones is legit. Like there may be side plots but Game of Thrones is like the mafia. It will whack somebody. It is, it, Game of Thrones will whack the main character in the middle of it. It doesn't matter. That's the be- episode three. That's the benefit to Game of Thrones, especially now, because the the, the story is is almost like the, it's the book. The, the guy has to continuously write, and he knows before he writes or while he's writing, like, hey, this is I can see what the viewing audience, not the reading audience, but the viewing audience wants, and how these characters are being played out. And I can sort of get the idea of what they want, and I can give it to them, right? So you have these main characters where you're like, "Boom, main character's gone. I got to come up with another new main character." Wait, for the writer of the books? The same guy is the writer. The right, they're basing the show loosely on the writer of the book. So yeah, but he already and, had like five books done by. The I know, time. but now I'm saying as he moves forward, he kind of now understands what the show is far bigger than the books. Yeah. So well, it's like you have to. Now. You sort of have to start writing in the vein of, or maybe he will. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Of like, okay, I'm seeing how what's what's going to sell. Well, now what's it's going to be weird to go back and read the books. I'm like, well, I've already watched the show, and that's not and what the Dragon Queen does something else, and I like that better. But here, here's what's crazy about that, and this is what I've heard. Having two alternative I don't watch it. I didn't even thought about it. that's going to suck. You have people that are saying now, and again, I don't watch it, but their biggest critique about Game of Thrones is. In the first couple seasons, they liked that slow burn where it was like, hey, these guys might take an entire season to move from this city to this city. Because that's how like it would be in real are. life. The books are that way, the show's right. not. So now, as the show's going on, they're like, no, we need to pack in this, this, and this because the casual fans yeah. that they're bringing in, the, the, the people that were in we day one were like, we, yeah. you wanted the character development. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these other people were like, Red Wedding, crazy. We need to have a Red Wedding every second episode. Right, there needs to be something right, right, so right. crazy where people go, oh my god! Well, but also it's coming to the conclusion. 
So things should come to a head. But, but think about the, how Breaking Bad like, was. Things should come to a head because now it's... There were episodes of Breaking Bad where you knew, same as what I was talking about before, are, they're legitimately set-up episodes. There was only one episode yeah. of Breaking Bad, which was a huge piece of crap, which was the one where they were cleaning the lab. The mosquito the, 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 the fly. And it was sort of like, hey, was somebody sick? Did something happen where they needed was, to like throw some filler all in? All metaphorical. Yeah, but, but when they just like that Soprano season, I don't need that. Where metaphor. Tony's unconscious the whole season, he's having like a dream that you don't know if it's real, and he's not Tony, but he's Tony, but he's not the mom. It's yeah, like, just get. get I don't no, need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we went. That's crazy. why leftovers got tough too. I'm like, is he so, dead? Is he not so dead? I don't. My, my whole point was, I heard a lot of people saying, "Hey, Game of Thrones is, is sort of jumping the shark because," and, and I know you're going to argue with this because you're a fan of it, but they're saying like no, when you so. take the timeline. That it's supposed to be this, and you do this with it, yeah. and you're 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 playing to the casual fan. You know yeah. what I mean? It's awesome to watch, but it's it's at the expense of the story sure. and the integrity. The integrity, yeah. And that's the the, the last thing yeah. is again, you know, obviously we had another big fight. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but Canelo and Triple G <laughs> probably was going Andy to be Paris the fight again. to, and I didn't get the last. It was going rounds. to elevate boxing to the next level. People saw Floyd, and I never, I haven't heard people talk about boxing ever like they did Floyd and oh, McGregor. Yeah. Okay? Which was even crazier because while that's happening in the background, Canelo and Triple G are being advertised, but not to the same level. No. But people are, that are watching this Mayweather McGregor thing are going, okay, maybe I could do the boxing thing. And I'm also hearing about this other fight, which I people are going to say, yeah. people are, gonna, are saying it's going to be even better. And it's going to be two legitimate well, the, oh, boxers, dude, right? The boxing purists. So the boxing purists were puffing up their chests. But what I'm saying this is, is you have all these other people fight. going, like, yeah. okay, well, shit, maybe we'll stay on board for one more. This is the real and one, once again, they 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 took the rug right, Oscar. As far as I'm concerned, because I saw at the after fight. So what happens is basically dude, these, but, these but, two but, guys fight, yeah. and it's it's a lopsided. I mean, it was it was close. It was very competitive, but it was a, there was a clear winner, which was Triple G. And at the you end think of the day, it's him more or just score more points. No, I think he scored. It doesn't matter. Nah, I think he scored. He had more clean shots. He was coming forward the whole time. And Canelo had said, Clear "Hey, aggression. I'm going to come forward. I'm going to fight in the true Mexican style." And he did a lot of defensive. I thought Canelo well, we've talked about it doesn't matter who the aggressor is because that's your style. But I thought style. Canelo had he he's gotten so much better because you see that he's able to defensively fight a lot. Like people are saying, like Floyd, where he he did, got a couple shots, he was danced around on, ropes on purpose a couple times, just. I was like, what is he doing? Just not moving. Just so, there. so my whole thing was, okay, the, the dude elevated his, his boxing. He's a lot better than he was the last fight. However, the fact of the matter is it's a clear winner. Everybody, whether you knew boxing or don't know boxing, everybody that watched it goes, for the most part, goes, yeah, Triple G was obviously One guy looked. One guy looked better. Yeah. And now, now there, there were spots Which is surprising, where Canelo looked right? great, especially in the last two rounds. Dude, he was throwing some heavy shots yeah. when he knew it was make or break, Maybe and that'll tell you. Yeah, that'll yeah. tell you he knew. It's like, well, let's 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 give the fans what they want, but at the same time, let's not leave it in the hands of the judges. However, um, Oscar and and Golden Boy are able to, the promoters were able to pick who the judges were, and that that obviously is a problem here because you can't have one judge that goes, hey, it, it was a one fourteen one sixteen. And one judge goes, uh, 114-114, so those are real close scores. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not even going to argue those. Fine, okay, fine. Two people both saw the same fight and went, I could be determined and if then close. somebody else goes, 110-118. It, it, it's obviously you needed to not let your promoters, the guy who got you the job judging, 
It's it's a crime, to be honest. It's I mean, the equivalent to someone throwing a ball in the dirt and then going strike three. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's not even close. Yeah, or a, like a pitcher coming out and throwing two balls at the same time at the batter. And going like, what? <laughs> right, right. You know? Right. Uh, the old yeah. Statue of Liberty. But but regardless, so basically what I think it is, so after the fight, Oscar was saying like, wow, this fight really did a lot for boxing. And it's like, no, it didn't. It really ruined it because right away people it go, see, I fight. came back and I saw that boxing is just as corrupt. Yeah, you guys said <laughs> boxing was great, right? I came to see it. Oh, right. Oh, it was like, great. The fight was great. Yeah, and this is what great. I tell people. It was great. You can't blame Canelo and you can't blame Triple G. They did not pay the judges off. That all happens in Even the promoter. Even if they said it, draw, I wouldn't be that. No. Be like, what? Yeah, I would say, hey, I felt this, but clearly, whatever, it looked like there's some shenanigans, and I can't believe that there's not. I'm just saying people can't get mad at Canelo, and they can't get mad at Triple G. They have to get oh, mad. Of course not. Because either, those so. guys basically, even Triple G was like, hey, now I have this draw on my record, which is BS because I won. However... I'm not concerned about any of it. I'm here to fight. So, like, put me in the ring with the next guy or him again or whatever, and I'm just going to do what I do. But boxing always does this. They always, oh, go, they always go, like, oh, MMA's for, MMA's for brutes. This is, you guys just want to see people get knocked out. This, this is the sweet side. This, look, this is the sweet, this is the real deal. This is, that other stuff is for, is for Neanderthals. This is legit. Right. And every time they have an opportunity, it seems like, like every time they have an opportunity, it craps the bed. <laughs> absolutely, every time. Absolutely. So, so. You can't keep going, we're the real deal. You guys just don't see it. And then we go, okay, we'll watch. Okay, that sucked. Yeah, not, not the, the fight. Well, no, but it's, it's but, like you're but, saying. But everybody, got, everybody watched the Pacquiao fight that happened. Right. Uh, the Mayweather was just a, a thing. But but this was, people said, like, oh, this is the best fight of the past two years. Everyone wants to see it. And then and then it's like. You get no resolution. Business. And that's the thing. is like, okay, so what? they they get to fight again. So we have to pay for it again. Which obviously just makes it look, oh, it's just a money grab. Right. And, well, and, if it's a money grab, then what is MMA? Like, but it's it's not a money grab for the fight. That, that's the part that hurts the fighters the most is because, like, these dudes are – I really believe that Canelo was upset because he knew he lost. And I think that he – even hearing the decision, he was like, well, this is going to turn out to be a big debacle. You know, I'd rather rather take in the, 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 the loss and got a rematch than, than – then now, he looks, now he looks dirty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. by proxy. But, yes. So, whatever. But just so you know – I got the fire. I was going to crank up the fire stick. I got, you know, I got, I got it all working, and it crapped out on me. So I was watching uh, it on Periscope and no way. and on the TV at the same time, trying to. Uh, it was crazy. I was dying because I ended up working anyways. Remember, I was like, "Hey, man, we're going to watch a fight." And you're like, "Yeah, I'll be watching a fight." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, uh, me and Polly." All right. <laughs> I love how you added him in, and I was like, "Okay, what? who you you put Polly Malinaji in with me?" In oh, that, I never in that question. I never care if oh, like I don't know. Why. I, I didn't know if you did that on purpose. And I'm like, yeah, me and Paulie are watching the fight. And I'm like, no, Yo. I was like, yo, what's up? Are we going to do this fight? And you're like, yeah, I'm watching the fight. And I was like, oh, okay. I'll find a bar where it's ended up working anyways. But yeah, it was funny. Well, regardless, I ended up watching it on my phone. Uh, then I regret I said, you know what? I will I will just buy the fight from now on because I cannot, I can't trust that the, the fire stick is going to work. And you know what? Shame on me for trying to, uh, to, to you sneak know, like, one This week I just talked about the hole, but next week I will get into the person that we hired. All right. The, the most amazing man in the world. I'll just tease it like that. Right. I'm pretty sure I'm out as far as like my whole, my, my, my role, my family, my, maybe, maybe my occupation. I'm out. Pretty much I'm out of everything. And this guy is going to step in. And I'm going to have to do nothing but, like, Canelo will just bow out and be like, I guess. I mean, I guess. What do you, what do you want me to do? I guess. I'll be like, I guess I'm still the man of the house. Technically. So, right. oh, and uh, it was awesome. No, nobody cares about movie reviews when I when I use them. But uh, it, the movie It, I went yeah. and saw it by myself. And it was awesome. It was great. It was, it was the first movie I'd seen in months. 
and it was, it was like at the theater. I loved it. Uh, so go see it, and, and don't be like, oh, why they put a girl in? The did 80s? you see? Like, have you seen any eighties movies lately? I know you must have over our break, and it, we, like you were uh, planning on. Yeah, and we never got yeah, around to talk about it. I'll, I'll, I'll next all week right. I'll, I'll review them. All right, well that is episode. I'll do one. the birds next week. Right. That's episode one fifty seven. We'll see you later. Later.